Hey Nick, how's it going? Uh, yeah, very good, thanks Martin, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, yes, I'm good. Sun's still shining, just about. Well, it is imbued, yeah, although I think rain is forecast for later. Yeah, we've got that this weekend, just in time for the weekend, as always. Exactly, yeah. We've uh, we've not been doing very well on the podcast the last, last two months, have we? I was looking back on uh, our old episodes and we... We had a four-week gap, and then we had another four-week gap as well between yes. us, us two speaking. We had the interview did last week, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think there was microconf, wasn't there, and um, and holidays and stuff, which got in the way. Hopefully, we can get back to some kind of regular schedule now. Yes, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Kids are back at school, and holidays are over. Yeah, it's been a shock to the system this week, having to uh, take Lois to school again. All, all the sort of timings and everything that you do, like bedtime and getting up in the morning, and everything seems to all of a sudden shifted again. Mm. Yeah, crazy. Was she ready to go back to school? Uh, yeah, she, did, she didn't really want to go to start off with, but once she went, she was happy as Larry, so yeah, she's fine. Good. How about Isabel? Uh, well, yeah, she's her uh, nursery stroke preschool was on all during the summer, so... so oh, of course, day. yeah. So that carried on. Um, got some news about children, actually, who hasn't said on the podcast yet, that yeah. uh, Sophie's pregnant again. Yay, congratulations. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say anything before, I don't know why, because... Well, because we're having such gaps between doing podcasts and stuff, it probably just slipped my mind. And we uh, we had the 20-week scan a couple of weeks ago and found out we're having a boy this time, so... Excellent. I'll even out the numbers a bit. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Two bit, against three. Bit of extra support. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you're so, going to be a busy boy then. Well, yes, yeah. It's, uh, it wasn't... Uh, well, because Megan was only born in January, yeah. so it wasn't really planned. But, uh, but now it's happened, there's not much you can do about it, is there? So. No, it'll be, it'll be good. <laughs> Building a nice little empire over there, a nice little family empire. Yeah, well, some other fam- <laughs> odd family, not odd family news, but family news is I had a phone call out of the blue, or a text message actually from my mum a couple of days ago, and it said, are you available for a chat? And this was during the middle of the day. Hmm. I was like, oh, that sounds like bad news. <laughs> <laughs> I rang her back straight away, and uh, we'd had a conversation about this before, but they'd kind of decided to stay in Gloucester, but the... Uh, the summary was that my mum and younger brother are going to sell up in Gloucester and move down to Bude. Oh, brilliant. So, uh, so that's good news in terms of uh, handling the children. Yeah, definitely. Having my mum around to help and babysitters on tap, which would be great. <laughs> that's very good, yeah, fantastic. Um, so yeah, so that was uh, interesting news this week. To be honest, like I said, we'd had the conversation with them before um, and they had changed their minds. They said they were going to move, then they changed their minds and now ah, we're just staying in Gloucester and come and see you like my mum was doing almost alternate weeks, a week down here, a week back in Gloucester. Right. Um, but yeah, they sat down, had a conversation, weighed up the pros and cons, and have uh, decided they need to change the scenery. So. Cool. Oh, that's, that's really good. Yeah. So the swans take over Bude. I wouldn't quite say that. Uh, <laughs> the tourists certainly took over Bude over the last six weeks. Did they? I bet they did, yeah. It's finally got back to normal this week. Yeah. Well, I, a bit, oh yeah. There's, there's, uh, it's, it's funny how the holiday makers change now, because it's all... Uh, couples with young children who are preschool age and uh, you know the retired people are back on they were last last six weeks it was just families with school age kids everywhere so. yeah yeah but right, it was nice good. to see though nice to see I bet it gets a nice buzz about the place though it does and uh, a lot of Bude locals were saying it was definitely busier this year because uh, Bude won a few awards last year for the beaches and stuff like that right yeah um, so yeah it was certainly busier and because you know the uh, the issues that have been going on in Europe, the terrorist issues and stuff. A lot of people have decided just to stay at home for uh, for their holidays this year, haven't they? So an exchange rate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, that's good. So with all this going on, have you managed to get much work done? Oh, this is what this uh, the pre- <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I haven't. I haven't. I mean, 
the last the last four weeks have almost been like the previous four weeks have been where I guess a big project for me is because we're staying well this is another thing as well Sophie being pregnant again means she can do back to back maternity so uh, so we can extend our trial of living imbued for another 12 months right um, and so the big project for me outside of work has really been getting the house ready in Reading to get it rentable because mm-hmm. um, when we moved down we kind of did the maths and we thought well we can keep the house in Reading and just rent a house in Bude but I think I've perhaps said this before on a podcast I kind of forgot about having to pay two lots of council tax yeah. two lots of gas and electricity and all that kind of stuff and so we decided we wouldn't rent the house out it was okay for us to us guys to live in but to make it rentable it needed a good bit of decorating done inside and, and a few external things so um, as well as kind of managing uh, that getting done, we also needed to move a lot more stuff out of the house. So when we moved down to Bude initially, we only kind of took the essentials down, left loads of books and other bits of junk in the mm. attic and the shed and so on. So mm. it's a good thing having a camper van because it means I can go back and you know, <laughs> see the bit of work or like yesterday the carpets were being fitted, so I had to let carpet fitted in and so on and but then the rest of the day is me bloody lugging stuff from the house to uh to the camper van to bring back and then unload to our garage in uh, imbued and i always seem to pick the hottest day of like the last two or three weeks to go and do it so <laughs> and i'm baking in reading like lugging all this stuff into the camper van but yeah. well you get, I'm, I'm looking forward to the feeling of like it being done there's some people be living in there paying some rent mm. the the bank account looking a lot healthier but yeah that'll be good yeah very good excellent well we were planning to come and see you but that all fell through unfortunately yeah yeah we had um so it was the bank holiday weekend wasn't it we were going to come over on the sunday and stay till wednesday but yeah i mean what happened for me was i got three customers coming on board and throughout the plan was to get them on over the summer holidays but of course people go away on holiday people get busy with other stuff um but they all wanted to go live for the new school year and it just coincided with the fact that that week that we were going to come up, to come down to Bude was the week that they wanted to get everything done. And it was just, I ended up having to work, which was a pretty crap. Mm. But um, the good news is I've got them on board now. Excellent. So we're now up to six customers. <laughs> <laughs> which feels good, even though it's a very, very low number. But uh, it's better than the, the four we, or three or four I had before that. So that's always good news. Well, if you say you had three before, we've doubled your, doubled your number of customers now. So yeah, exactly. So that's that's really good. Yeah, and I've got another one coming on that um, she basically went away on holiday until the second of September, and so that was never going to happen for the start of the school year. So they're planning um, end of this month now. So that's good. So it should be up to seven customers by the end of the month, and hopefully, if I can get some more, more. How was uh, last time we spoke four weeks ago? Lead gen was your. Uh... Your action item, how have you got on with that? It was, yeah, so mixed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the um yeah, I'll give you the summary. So when we spoke, I think you gave me the really good idea of putting an ad on Facebook with a um custom audience. So I did that. So what I did was I picked a hundred e uh people that I wanted to um email and I added them all as a I just took all of them basically. I know you suggested just the personal email addresses, but I just put them all in. Because uh, you can add other information in, in there as well as just the email address. So I just put them all in, all the hundred, and I ran um, ran a basic ad on Facebook for well, I ran it until the thirty first of August. So this was the week before I was going to send out the emails. Um, I didn't. I mean, I got ten clicks, which isn't a lot, and I, it reached thirty people apparently, which is, I was fairly pleased with, uh, and it only cost twenty three quid. So it was. It was 
it was a no-brainer really it was pretty good to do um, but then the plan to it so my plan was going to be do the ads on Facebook let them run for a, a week then email the hundred people the week after and then follow up with them the week after that so when I sat down to do the, the emails so I drafted an email beforehand and then it, it's really difficult to come up with a generic email to send to a hundred people that doesn't sound like a generic email you're sending to a hundred people <laughs> I wouldn't have responded to it if I'd have received it. So what I decided to do, I started to look at some of these customers. I had some websites and others. I had the business names, so I could just search for them in Google. And although the the list was basically targeted around one type of club, of course, some of these organizations run more than one type of club. They um, Some of them run just the one, etc. And so I found that I needed to actually tailor the emails a bit more. And so I ended up sending them individually um, and doing a bit of research on them first to target the emails a bit. I think you found that as well when you started doing some emails. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up um, only getting to about, it sounds ter- terrible aiming for 100. I only got about 12 emails out in the end um, because a lot of it was due to this sort of having to do a little bit of research and sending them. But then the other side of it was I had all this work on for these customers to get them on board. Um I'll come on to that again in a minute. But anyway, I, I decided to stick to the plan. I emailed the 10 of them and then I followed up with them this week, actually. And it's not been that great. I, the, the email list doesn't seem to have been that good in that the emails, the people on the list, a lot of them aren't the right people to speak to. Um, so the calling has led to... I've had a few sort of just not interested, um, a few people not interested at the moment, but maybe in the future... Uh, so I follow up with some extra information and a few people where it's just, it's not the right person. You need to call this person or um, it's not the right person. I don't want you to give you the right person, you know. Frustrating, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so it's been really disappointing. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that. Um, I did turn the Facebook ads off, but then I thought, well, if I do that, then I've not got anything going on. So I decided to turn that back on again since it was so cheap. Um, and it's obviously going to hit more people than I've actually emailed or called, but... Hopefully, I'll get some um, some website clicks through that. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the main downside to it, I, I think, that, that meant I only got t- sort of 11 or 12 emails out was the amount of work that was involved getting customers onboarded, which was quite frustrating because we'd been through quite a long process of demoing to them, giving them a test system for them to play with to make sure they were happy with it. But then, of course, when you start to... I gave them spreadsheets to populate with the customers that they wanted to import and all that sort of stuff... Um, that's obviously time consuming in itself going backwards and forwards on that but there were so many features that um, needed tweaking <laughs> uh, it, it's crazy so, so things like discounts that we've got quite a sophisticated discounting system that allows them to add codes or just sibling discounts whatever and uh, they were all like oh well, ours works this way and I'm like well can you not make it work that way oh no they wouldn't be happy with that so I ended up spending quite a lot of time I was working evenings weekends um, trying to get all this stuff shoehorned in so that it would work the way they they wanted it to work or needed it to work um, and I got there in the end so it was all fine it was just it, it was a lot of work so that's that's kind of impacted quite heavily on this lead generation um, so now I'm in a situation where I've still got some things I need to finish off this week which were less um, time sensitive for these new customers uh, so that's going to be going on over the next week or so and then I'm hopefully going to get back to doing some lead gen, but um, I'm a bit disheartened, really, with whether to go for this list or or what to do. If you're unsure of the quality of that list, you might as well just not worry about sending out a generic email and just get it done. Just send out 
a generic email, short and snappy one to those whatever's left. That's a good point, actually. Yes. There's no point in wasting a t- wasting your time trying to write a custom one to each one if you're not sure of the quality of it. You know, if you um, if you had ten personal recommendations from one of the kids clubs that you'd you'd done work with, and they were almost personally, you know, introducing you, then you'd write, you know, do something custom. But mm. I think for a first cold outreach email, I wouldn't worry about it being too genetic, generic. Yeah. Genetic. <laughs> genetic. <laughs> a bit worried about the spam aspect of it as well. I mean, I didn't. I was all excited about getting a, a list of customers. Obviously, I haven't got a, an audience as such, so I haven't got a natural list that have subscribed to anything. Um, and it does feel a bit icky sending out to these. But I guess, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do. It's uh, it's targeted, though, isn't it? So I wouldn't say it's spam. No, yeah, it's something that they would I would expect them to be wanting to receive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's not necessarily spam. And I'm not going to repeatedly target them if they tell me they don't, they're not interested. So Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. That's a good idea. Yes, I think uh, if you know if you send out a hundred and you get three or four interested replies, and uh, then that's worthwhile, isn't it? That's yeah. a good result. Yeah, that is worthwhile, definitely. Yeah. Another thing I did as well as part of this was did a bit of th- so after microconf, I did a bit of thinking about the process that people go through when when I bring on a new customer. So it it generally went as a bit of floundering around to actually get hold of them in the first instance, and then. Telephone conversations leading on to a demo, and then the demo led up to uh, to something else, you know. Um, and that was that works really well. But the the key point of it was the demo. Um, if I got them into a demo, I found generally that they would be very interested, you know. So I decided to I rejigged the website in terms of I put a new theme in, which uh, hopefully makes the website look quite a bit better. And I changed the call to action. So the main call to action now is to um, to go to my uh, Calendly, that's it, that's the word I was searching for so I've got a Calendly set up so that they can book a demo um, and nobody's done it yet but then I've got such a low number of people visitors to the website that that's not um, not that not that surprising but that I thought if I'm going to be doing ads on Facebook, and if they get to the website I need them to be able to see something that looks fairly attractive and actually be able to do something so that was the plan there How um those the two or three new customers that you've got how did you get those ones? So interestingly, they were all from the um, exhibition that I went to. Right. So um, out of the 12 that I had to follow up with, um, three of them have now become customers. That's good. Yeah. next exhibition? (laughs) Well, uh, I was about to say, I've I've actually signed up for the next one, which is in Coventry this time. It's at the end of this month. Right. So, um, So yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be good. I'll hopefully, if I can get... I'll be a bit better this time, hopefully, because I've kind of done the one before. Um, if I can get more than 12, then maybe I'll get another three or four customers. Yeah. And have you asked those customers for referrals as well? One, um, I haven't yet. The I was what my, my kind of loose plan around that is to give them a uh, give them a week of using the system. I've had some good feedback from them so far, mm. um, so that's good. And then sort of next week, I'm going to say, right, here's your invoice and. By the way, would you uh, be prepared to refer me to some, to somebody, anyone you know? Yeah. Uh, so we'll see, see how that goes. Hopefully, that that would work out as well. And you have, have you asked the uh, the customers you've had on for a while for referrals? Not recently, actually. I should probably tap them up again. I did at the start. So the first one that came on, he he didn't have any direct referrals, but gave me some pe- some sort of companies that would be worth contacting. Yeah. Um, and the other one. I did mention to them, but they're quite competitive. <laughs> so they don't tend to have relationships with other organizations um, that, they'd, that they'd be able to refer to. 
which was an interesting one. But um, but yeah, no, I think from now on it's something I would I would do with customers that come on for sure, and maybe I'll tap up those old ones as well. Do they um, like kids clubs? Do they do they sign up to be part of some kind of association or anything like that? There is one actually, which has been. Um, have you read my uh, updates list? It sounds like it. <laughs> Everything. No, no, I'm just trying to think of ways you can get some more customers. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, there is an association which I was a member, which I've been a member of for the past year or so, and they do advertise basically competitors of mine on there. And I, stupidly, I don't know why I've been stupid about this, but I've not actually contacted them to say, "Oh, can you list me on there?" Mm. I guess I've been thinking that there's no sort of automatic onboarding process yet or anything, so getting people to come to the website wouldn't be really worth very much, but. I just did it the other day this week. I emailed them and said, um, look, I've got some software like this. Would you list me alongside these other people? Yeah. And um, I got quite a good response. Um, they they would do, but they obviously want to review the software before they put anything on there. So I've started that conversation. They're busy, so it's difficult to get to pin them down. But I'm going to continue that conversation and hopefully get to the point where they'll list me on there as well. Do they have any... Uh like marketing routes for you? There's a directory, which um, the directory of their members, and there's a forum. Now, the forum is very anti-advertising, you know, um, and it's not that lively. So, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's been on my radar since I started this, really. I I became a member as as soon as we started building the software. Um, I need to do more in terms of monitoring that and trying to create articles and things from it, but it's the usual problem of time, you know. yeah, I I think the directory would probably be a good resource for calling people. As you can say, how many are in there? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember now. Not not a massive amount, but um, a reasonable number that's worth going for for sure. Yeah, I was thinking as well. You know, if uh, assuming this association has a name, if you can search in Google for the name of the association, and I'm sure the kids club even you know have the badge on their website or mention the association on their website to yes yeah yeah so you can find the uh you could find the kids clubs that way as well yeah that's a good point yeah uh, i'm not sure how up to date the directory is it looks quite out of date but uh yeah so that's that's on my list of things to do as well i mean it, it, i've got loads of annoying things as well you know there's a lot of anxiety around at the moment because one of the big problems or the big support things is i mean i've said before that I got the system ready so that it worked operationally so that customers could do what they need to do. But the admin side of it, like changing dates on clubs and adding new clubs, adding new date ranges for clubs, all that sort of stuff, I have to do for them. So they have to email me and then I'll get that sorted for them. And quite often that's a bit um, urgent for them because they might have, for example, put in the wrong price or something and then they realize it needs to be updated quickly. So that's always a bit of an out-of-the-blue pressure sort of email or call. And then there's also changing dates. They might decide that they've only had two people book for a date next week, so they want to stop people booking for it anymore, and they're going to cancel that day. You know, those tend to be kind of fairly urgent requests. And it really, it really is annoying when you're trying to get a focused day and you get a sort of support thing, which is you want to respond to quickly because they see it as quite urgent. Mm. And so it bothers me that I've not actually got the admin side of it built yet so that they can do that themselves. You know, it's kind of partly there, but it's, um, it's only really suitable for me to use. I wouldn't give it to any customer yet. So I'm always balancing this anxiety between I need to get more customers. So I need to do lead generation. I need to do marketing. And the other side of it is, Oh, I need to be building these admin functions because that will give me more time because I won't have to worry about the support, you know, and I, I can't, 
I really struggle to decide which way to go on that. Uh, so far, I've managed to keep away from actually doing the admin work and, and just, um, sorry, building the admin features and just when I get spare time, I call somebody or I try to do something around marketing. But um, yeah, I don't know. Any any thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, either carry on the way you're going or just split your time, I guess. Do two and a half days on one and two and a half days on the other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that, though. I mean, because a lot of the work that I do is fixing bugs and, you know, updating features. So those kind of are more important than getting the admin features done. Right. Or 50-50, you know, split your day. Mornings, mornings you make a stuff and uh, the afternoon is the manager stuff. But the manager stuff is obviously the, the kind of admin trying to fix those bugs, get those bits and pieces done. Yeah, yeah. You make a bit is your lead gen, isn't it? Because that's the, the priority at the moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. I just have to put up with the anxiety. I guess you've got to learn with, to live with a bit of that. I don't think it ever goes away, does it? <laughs> no, I don't think it will, no. no. There's always something to worry about. You've just got to get used to managing it. Yeah, <laughs> the other. yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's enough about me. What have you been up to? Well, uh, yeah, four weeks of kind of moving around. So again, I, I, put, I was going to say about Sophie being pregnant again, uh, later on, but I kind of slipped it in earlier. But, you know, the two or three, again, each week is kind of like two days away, either in Gloucester or back in Reading, sorting out house or work stuff. And then there's been hospital, hospital appointments as well. And uh, our nearest kind of main hospital is Barnstable, which is like an hour and a quarter away each wow. way. So we had to go for Megan because she's had some uh, eating issues, not uh, reflex issues. So she had a pediatrician appointment, then a dietitian appointment, and then obviously Sophie's been going for the pregnancy scans and stuff. So one trip to the hospital kind of takes out half a day as well of yeah. work. Um, so it all adds up into not having too much time to spend on work uh, and Four weeks ago when we last did the podcast, I just got the the design through for the Golf Pros directory. Um, And the whole, so the design that uh, that I got done, it was good. Um, Some of the bits weren't quite what I wanted around the profile page. You got a bit quiet, actually. Oh, have I? Sorry, I might have moved my microphone away. Is that better? A little bit, yeah. That better? Yeah, cool. So, yeah, so I got the the design through and it lets it, the design was good and I've used quite a lot of the aspects of it in the site that's up now but the one thing around the profile page I, I couldn't get down they did the design for me to kind of get it looking how I wanted to look um, and a lot of the frustration was around was my fault around being away and having breaks like two or three day, day breaks in between doing any work so I'd kind of you know spend a day on it then have two or three days break and you know I'd be asking for a change to be done, but because I'd not been there to follow it up or chase it up over the last two or three days, you know nothing had been done once I got back on the Thursday, mm. uh, which led to you know like another day of you know waiting for things to be done. And it's kind of like over the past since I've been doing you know more web development rather than than the SharePoint work, I've just been frustrated by my lack of kind of front end design skills. Yeah. Uh, um, and so this you know we had a conversation about it ourselves, just saying, do you know anybody? Um, because when he went like this probably three or four times a year that I want some design work done um, and although I know HTML and CSS to a certain degree and can hack around in it actually getting something looking good is a different prospect altogether isn't it yeah it's um, not easy and previously a lot of the stuff what I've previously done has been you know buying a bootstrap template or something like that and hacking around with it um, and the bootstrap templates are kind of massive giant things that are there to cover all kinds of different designs and look and feels and stuff and so you end up just with a massive, you know, overhead of massive CSS files being loaded and stuff like that. You don't necessarily, you're not going to use half the classes in there. Mm. Um, and so I was kind of sat down and frustrated and thinking, you know, what can I do? 
to solve this situation. And the options really were partner up with a designer, so almost like a business partner, um, hire one, which is probably not really realistic because I don't necessarily need them like a full-time person. Um, and the third option was kind of learn it myself. And so I've decided to go that route. <laughs> it's, it's probably... It's probably the the most overkill route uh, because I've only le- necessarily needed and much design work being done once or twice a year, which is going to lead to its own problems because you kind of have to keep your finger in it all the time, I think, and constantly be doing mm. the HTML and CSS design to, to first of all keep on top of it, secondly to keep on learning. Um, but I've been enjoying it so far. I mean, I bought a, I bought a CSS3 book probably about a year ago, the Missing Manual book it is. Um, so I've been going through that again, rereading it. Um, I've got the Golf Pros directory now looking how I want to look at least to be able to start being able to outreach to the golf professionals and say, you know, this is up. Um, do you want to use the the profile page as kind of your main landing website page type thing? So on Monday, I'm going to start doing outreach around that for the, the Berkshire Golf Professionals that I've added. Cool. Um, and I've got to say a big thanks to the Southwest Bootstrappers Slack channel because I got the uh, the profile page kind of looking to a certain degree where I wanted to get it and I had a couple of questions around scroll bars and stuff like this and uh, I knew there were some designers on there and a lot of people who spend doing time doing HTML and CSS so I put a few questions out there and they came back and, and helped me within like a few minutes and stuff like that so a big thank you to those guys and, that's brilliant, uh, that's really good it was really uh, reassuring I guess to know that there were some kind of people there that were almost on hand to give immediate answers to the questions I had as well yeah, that's, so, re- that's really good yeah, excellent been really good um, so yeah, I mean, the, going forward, my plan is to kind of continue doing front end stuff. And so really, I guess there's two, like I said, I perhaps have on the, the way the golf directory is, you know, that not much design needs to be done on that right now to test the marketing point of view on it. But I need to kind of new projects now to keep my hand in on the design stuff and to keep, you know, trying to get better at it, I guess, because the more you practice, the better you'll get. Mm. Um, isn't this just a big distraction though? Well, it is and it isn't because it is, yes. But I think it will pay off over the years because I have always had this frustration around the design aspect of the projects that I've done. And I'd say it certainly held me back in terms of, you know, perhaps wanting to get a quick proof of concept done or, or even the projects I have taken forward of them not being of a high enough quality from a design aspect point of view to, uh, to you know, give them a good chance as to whether they'll succeed or fail. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess... As long as you can spare the time to do it, and uh, it's not the end of the world, is it? And it's like you say, it will pay off over time. And the worst case scenario is it's another skill to uh, to uh, to be able to market if uh, if someone like yourself needs some design work doing on their website. <laughs> oh God, yes, I do. Definitely, I do. I mean, I I, 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 I would I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest I look at it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've suffered from the same problem. I've hired developers. Uh, sorry, I've hired designers from um, Upwork in the past, and um, I've I've had you know uk based designers as well and uh, you know they've all been okay and better than me but never i never get something that i'm totally happy with and i guess maybe if you were to do it yourself then that you you would get that but uh, it's a big thing to learn i think isn't it it is and there's there's kind of three aspects to it and there's not many people that know all three in terms of there's a design aspect which you could say is the photoshop side of things such as you know getting good images and even if you start a layout in photoshop you know you can come out with some really weird and wonderful looking layouts in photoshop or other graphics programs then there's the html and css side of things and then there's obviously the back-end server type side of things yeah 
And usually people have either one of those three skills, don't they? There's not many people who are good at all three mm. um, across the board. And so, you know, from my point of view, I'm either, I'm kind of like can do the, the back end side of things now. I'm okay at doing HTML and CSS, but, you know, I'd like to be able to kind of tick that box and be able to do that, do all of that. And then, you know, whether move on to Photoshop or whatever graphics package after that, I don't know. But, um, yeah. Cool. Well, I hope it works out all right. But So you're going to get back to your uh, outreach on Monday then? Yes, pretty much, yeah. Have, um, you, have you got any targets or plans around that or just uh, see what happens? Well, there's all of the golf professionals that I've added for Berkshire, so I'm going to just outreach to them. I mean, there's, there's two tests. The first test is to see if people will update their existing profiles, so update, uh, upload a, a better photo, add a description about themselves and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, because if no professional golfers are interested in doing that, then I'd have to relook at the idea. And then the second idea to test is whether any of the golf professionals would pay to have you know some of the premium features, which will be able to point uh, a custom domain name at their page, um, removes you know the golf.io branding and header and stuff, so people don't navigate away from their page and things like that. Um, so there's two tests to do. The first one is whether people will are interested in having a page on there and updating it and then the second one is if they'll pay for the premium features yeah yeah cool that sounds good yeah so that should be good around work stuff yeah that's it i guess excellent so next time we should have some both of us should have some uh results in on how lead gen has been going yeah yeah i'm excited to be able to concentrate on work again for a bit actually because uh there's no traveling in the plans for the next couple of weeks so that's good be able to knuckle down and get some stuff done which is good yeah Excellent. It does help as well again with the tourists having gone mostly, because it was quite hard walking to uh, to the office and everyone, all the tourists being around and going out to the beach and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and you're kind of thinking, oh, I've got to go to work and sit in a hot office and plug uh, away. You kind of do feel like going sitting in the beer garden on the way home. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that every day anyway, <laughs> even without tourists. <laughs> oh, excellent. Cool. Have you got any stuff? Well, I've got some kind of other personal stuff to have a, a real good moan about. <laughs> oh, go on then. Uh, the first one uh, is kind of, I guess, family stuff as well. We had our, our cat went missing for uh, oh, four no. days. You know, Carragher, the grey one. Yeah. And uh, it went missing for four days. I went outside banging his bowl with a fork, and uh, he was in next door's garden making a right racket, meowing away. And so I went round there, um, and he was just kind of lying on the floor, kind of trying to get up but then falling over trying to get up and falling over so we'd assumed you know he'd been in a been hit by a car or something like that yeah this was on a sunday morning so i went around with a cat box around to the next door neighbor's house you know managed to pick him up get him in the cat box and there's some things like around here that are better than than in reading you know we managed to get a vet's appointment an emergency appointment within an hour um because the vet's on call and is local Uh, i don't think entirely we wouldn't have been able to do that i think we'd have Possibly had to travel to Maidenhead or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I would um, imagine so. And so got Carragher into the uh, the vets, and it turned out he was he hadn't. Well, his bones were all okay because we assumed his legs were broken and stuff. That's why he couldn't stand up. Um, but all his bones were okay. But he was blind; he couldn't see. And the doctor assumed that his third ear, which is something cats have to help with their balance and stuff, um, had been really badly affected. Oh wow! So the the theory was that he'd either he'd had some kind of head trauma, basically. Um, well, there's a couple of theories. We still don't know what the issue issue was. He's either got toxoplasmosis, which is something cats get, um, brain tumour. He'd had some kind of head trauma, like he had been hit by a car, but it had only been a glancing blow to his head. Right. Um, 
there's other things like cat meningitis, which it could be lead poisoning. Oh, <laughs> so the vets have been trying to like doing various tests to try and figure out what it was um, or is. He's on pretty strong steroids at the moment. He's got a lot better. His sight is returning slowly, um, and his balance is getting better, though he's still a bit wobbly. It is quite funny because he's almost like a drunk cat when he's walking around. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's been uh, been to the vets probably every other day since then. And uh, yeah, he's on different types of tablets and all this. The only good thing for him is if we're feeding him tuna, so he's quite happy with what he's getting fed. Yeah, I bet he is, yeah. He's fed up being locked up in the garage because uh, the vets still want him to be kept in. But uh, yeah, so mm, poor it's been, thing. Uh, been an emo- not emotional, but well, it was, I guess, to start with, because we thought, you know, he's broken both his back legs. The vet will just recommend getting him put down on the Sunday when we initially found him. Yeah. Um, to then, well, he might have a brain tumour, so that's probably a put-down thing as well because they're like you can have an MRI scan done which will be £1,500 but then we don't operate if he does have a tumour anyway so it's oh. like <laughs> yeah so yeah we'll see oh, that's a shame hopefully hopefully he recovers yeah uh, and the other thing is around looking to buy a house in Bude which I've got a funny story around so oh, right. for the past six weeks we had been looking at a, a, a house which has some views from the top bedroom over the golf course so it's kind of like that tick the box for me. Uh, <laughs> it was walking distance to the golf course, which was great, in a nice quiet part of town and so on. And uh, because of the whole Brexit thing that had been going on, we thought we'd put in a cheeky offer to start with. Um, so we put in a cheeky offer. That was rejected. Put in another couple of offers. They were rejected as well. And we're kind of told what number the owner was looking looking to sell for. Um, so on a Friday evening, I was just walking through town and I bumped into the estate agent after he'd finished work. And I was chatting to him. And I said, oh, we'll put in the offer then, what they're looking for, what they're, they're expecting to get. And he's like, okay, I'll do that either tomorrow or on Monday. And then on Saturday, I was playing in a golf competition at the golf club, just with two random people, because uh, you put your name downs on a sheet and other people join you. And uh, I pointed out the house to two of them, because we were talking about you know moving to the area and where we were living and stuff. And uh, one of the chaps goes, oh, that's interesting. The uh, I walk my dog around that way or cycle around that way. And... Uh, Next door's had some planning application signs up at the start of the year. For five apartments. <gasps> Bloody hell. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then I got back to the golf club where I got Wi-Fi signal and searched on the Cornwall.gov uh, website. And sure enough, they'd put planning permission in for six apartments, then five apartments. And this was turned down in April. And so we're in, you know, August time then. No, September time. Um but, you know, the guys I was playing with were, say, were saying, you know, they'll just keep going back for planning permission again and again until they get it, um, which is the way they work around or seem to work around here. If they've got the mind that they want to do something, the, yeah. you know, the developers and the architects will just keep going back. And so I went to number 22, which was the one that they're looking at knocking down and building the apartments on, and just knocked on a door. And uh, I said, oh, we're looking at your next door neighbor's house. Um, but I saw you had planning permission that was declined in April. Um, and he said, yeah, we're going to be putting back in again for it shortly, um, and we'll keep doing it until it gets accepted. Um, and so because, wow. it, because it had been declined in April, uh, and we were looking at the house, say, in July, you know, it's debatable whether the estate agent and the vendor were, were in the right or wrong um, as to whether they should have told us. But it's, slight, it's really annoying because we were literally standing in the garden with the owners saying, what a 
wonderful garden it is. It's nice and flat. It's not overlooked by anybody. And they didn't say anything. <laughs> they didn't yeah. and, uh, it's a difficult one, though, isn't it? Because would you if it was your property? Well, it gets even better, right? Because I went into the next door's estate agent, because you know estate agents group together in town, don't they? Yeah. And so we'd been dealing with, say, estate agent A, and I went into estate agent B, which the house was on the market with as well. And I said to them, you know, we had put an offer in on 21 with your next door neighbours and we found out about planning permission and, you know, we've withdrawn it now when we're not going through with it. And he said, oh, that's funny because they had an offer previously and it fell through because the planning permission was going through. <laughs> <laughs> they knew it was a bloody issue. The only good thing is that's come out of this is we, we found out from a random conversation when I was playing golf without having, you know, paid any solicitor fees or anything like that. Um, but we wasted six weeks on it of looking around a property twice, putting in offers and getting to the point where we thought they would accept one. Yeah, it is annoying, isn't it? Because that would come up in the if, if you didn't find it yourselves, that would come up when the solicitors did it, did their yeah. searches. Yeah. But by that point, you've spent thousands of pounds on it. So. Exactly. So we're back at square one in terms of looking for a house and stuff. Oh yeah. dear. So yeah. Oh well, there's no major rush though, I suppose. No, there's not. We can, we're quite happy where we are in terms of renting and we're going to see a couple this afternoon too, so... Um, yeah cool got any stuff no I haven't no I've just been heads down basically so I've not really looked at anything (laughs) I got another couple so we it was uh, the first kind of uh, I don't know how to describe it it's called uh, digital chin waggers is what Steve set it up so it's not really a networking meeting it was more of a meetup so Steve's the one who runs the co-working office I've gone to and uh, he's a designer and creative person and he wants to, you know, get to know other designers and developers around here. So he set up a, a meetup.com meeting, and uh, last night was the first one. So there was eight of us, I think, came along. Cool. Sounds uh, good. A couple of other developers, a couple who do virtual reality games, which is really interesting. Oh, wow. That sounds that. cool. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, the programmer guy, does it all in C-sharp, Unity, which is interesting. Really? Wow. Um, oh, I can see myself getting distracted now looking at yeah. C-sharp <laughs> and Unity. <laughs> Uh, there's another chap. It is funny, like the kind of general, you know, outcome of the evening is. There's lots of other developers and programmers living around this area who all work from home and kind of work for, work remotely for other companies. Um, and it's just finding out where they are and letting people know that there are kind of meetups going on mm. where they can get out of the house and meet like-minded people and you know have a good chat and a few beers or ciders or whatever. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was good actually. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I must admit, I've been missing. I know we didn't. We've probably met up what once every couple of couple of weeks or something just to go out and work in Regis or whatever in Reading, and um, I've missed that sort of getting out bit. I'm, I've been thinking about going to to Thames Valley Technology Hub, yeah, a bit more. Um, it's a bit of a ball ache for me to get to though because because I've, I'm on public transport during the day. It's two buses, you know, which by the time you've done that, you've got an hour down the drain, so it's a bit annoying. So I, I, I don't know, but yeah, I think getting out of the house and just even talking to just being around other people is really good, isn't it? Just for this, it's motivating as well, you know. Yeah, it keeps you going. Yeah, definitely. Well, then it certainly does rub off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could uh, come down here. It's only a two-hour commute on the train. <laughs> yeah, right. And the rest. I mean, no, it is from Reading. There's a fast train. The uh, it goes Reading to Exeter. There's no stops in between. Yeah, but Exeter's miles away from Bude. It's an hour. I'll come pick you up. So that's three hours then. Yeah, uh, I could do. I, I'd, I'd like to do that one day because we didn't get a chance to come up to just come down to see you. Well, like I've plans. been trying to say to you, you know, obviously you can do a visit with the family and stuff and come down and we can have fun on the beach and so on. But, you know, you can come down by yourself just if you leave early one morning and then go back late the next day. Yeah, yeah. 
I'll have to run that by the boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. I should be able to do that. Yeah. Because you can only... work on the train as well, can't you? So it's not like you're losing time just by being on the train. Exactly. Yeah, that sounds good. The only other thing I've got to literally mention is about Apple Power Packs. Apple Power Packs, right? Our house seems to be doing the odd thing of blowing up our Apple Power Packs. Oh, really? Stop working. Yeah. It's just a, the oddest thing. I've literally we've gone through three now where uh, plug them in, turn them on, and they just literally don't work. And they were like 10 minutes ago, they were working fine. Wow. Odd. Nothing else. Like I have, we've had no issues with any other type of electrical thing that you plug in. You don't get a blue flash or anything funny like that, do you? Uh, nope. Not that would be a bit scary. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to change the fuses in the the plugs of the the Apple things. But other than that, it's kind of like it's a write-off, isn't it? There's not much you can do to repair them. I guess the sealed units. I guess. Yeah, and if it's not in warranty, then you've got no hope of getting anything out of Apple. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. But mm. that's me. I'm done. I've gone through cool. my list. Excellent. All right. Well, it's good to speak to you again. Yes, you After too. Four yeah. weeks. Hopefully, we'll be back on track. So it's two weeks time. Yeah. So we're both doing lead gen, aren't we? Both we are. Or uh, speak to more people. Yeah. I mean, I uh, yeah, I need to do that. I've still got a lot of work to do development wise, but um, I think I'm going to try and uh, I'm going to do what we said: generic email and I'll do some calls as well. I think. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. We'll have a good couple of weeks. Yep. All right. See you later. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye.